Welcome to the India Fintech Diaries, the only podcast focused exclusively on the Indian fintech market. I'm Elroy. And I'm Heman. In each episode, we dive into the latest trends, ideas, innovations, business models, and personalities that are shaping India's fintech landscape. We also invite amazing guests who are innovators and industry players that are driving the change that is helping make financial services more modern, innovative, and inclusive in India. Come join us as we explore the changing landscape of fintech in India. Welcome back to a brand new episode of India Fintech Diaries. In our last episode, we spoke to Vinay Bagri, CEO and co-founder of NEO, India's hottest NEO bank. If you have not heard our previous episodes, do give them a listen. I'm your host, Hemant. And I'm Elroy. Today, we thought we'd take a look at the newest kid on the fintech block, the account aggregator. Account aggregators are a new class of fintechs that will make sharing and accessing our financial data extremely simple. Ever struggled with submitting bank statements for the loan application? Well, account aggregators will make that as easy as clicking a button. To help us demystify this new segment, we have a special guest on the podcast today. I'm extremely pleased to welcome PG Mahesh, founder of Sahamati, collective of the account aggregator ecosystem. Welcome Mahesh to India Fintech Diaries. Thank you, Hemant and Elroy. I'm really, really excited to be part of the podcast. The reason I say that it is my second podcast recording, you know, since COVID. And the first one was on my old life, which I came from, which was a digital media. And this is my first podcast about account aggregator. So it will always remain special. Awesome. Great to have the show, Mahesh. Dear listeners, before Mahesh starts unpacking account aggregator construct for us, let me give you a brief regulatory background to it. Account aggregator as a concept was introduced by the RBI in its master directions on a new category of NBFC, non-banking financial companies called NBFC AA. These directions were issued in September 2016 and then updated several times from 2017 and 18. Mahesh, before we start getting into dissecting this concept of account aggregator, let's start with the problem statement. Can you help the listeners understand what is the exact problem statement that account aggregator as a construct is meant to solve? Sure, Hemant. So now you see that, you know, the way we are sharing information, I mean, we are able to share, you know, share the data. It is not that we are not able to share, but it is not all, it is not being done in a very safe, secure and scalable way. So let us take a simple real world example. Okay, when I go to apply for a home loan, you know, I am asked to uh, submit in uh, the bank statements. So, you know, either I will actually give them the hard copies uh, of the the bank statements, uh, you know, from a four bank accounts is one option. And I need to uh, have it notarized or the signature, you know, uh, of the bank manager. Option right. one. Option two, I will email them the uh, PDFs, which means I need to go to my internet, actually banking, save my statement, ensure it is not not password protected, ha- have it emailed, you know, to actually the branch. The third option is I actually share my credentials, which obviously is a very, very bad option. Right now, the the bank or the NBFC who were a fintech which wants to give the loan to me, now from that information needs to screen scrape it. Okay, and you have excellent 
like actually tools today which will see these statements and extract information and all that is there so number one this is extra work okay number two how, how do you know that those statements were not actually tampered okay and for the like actually the one who's applying for the loan it is a lot of work you know you need to go to the branches or you need to download and you yourself are the bottleneck now account aggregator will allow you to share your financial data with your consent in a uh, very fast way in a secure way and it will be also what do you say it will be you know in real time and it will have the digital signature of the provider to give an example hmm. when i go to apply for, okay now like what the upi apps have done for the payments hmm. right you were always able to do payments but you had a lot of uh, so friction you know you had to go to the internet banking enter you know my name wait for half an hour and uh, you had to pay me and maybe it was only a one time payment but still you have to go to internet banking and do all that so you uh, what upi has done for for the payments we strongly believe account aggregator ecosystem will do the same for the data hmm. okay so it is that now if i if i actually continue the story in yeah. an account aggregator uh, system what will happen uh, you know that how you have a upi handle Mm-hmm. in account aggregator ecosystem also you will have a system called the account aggregator handle so you will know by looking at the handle itself with which account aggregator i have an account you will know that got it yeah so that's really interesting mahesh uh, and like you pointed out right uh, this is something that is going to really change the way we are sharing data i'm just curious uh, in this entire framework how are the various entities going to interact so for example you have your financial services companies that have the data right yes and you have account aggregators at the other end and you probably will have a lot of fintechs that want to access this information yes so maybe if you could just explain to us how these three entities would interact in this framework and uh, sure. uh, the overall framework that will help us democratize uh, data access correct so you know to start with the ones as of now who can yeah, participate in this ecosystem you have three players the fip p which is the financial information provider is the institution where you have an account it could be your bank account insurance actually company uh, you know your pension fund etc which is the fip then you have the fiu the financial information user the institution which wants to use your data for example a bank which wants to give you the loan you know your wealth manager who wants access to your data is the fiu and in between you have the new uh, regulated entity what we call the uh, one with nbfc aa license or the account aggregators hmm. all three anybody who wants to actually uh, be part of this ecosystem fip fiu aa have to be uh, regulated entities hmm. okay so uh, uh, that's where we are as of uh, you know n- now unless you are a Uh, regulated by the RBI, SEBI, PFRD, A, and IRTAI, you will not be able to pass. Understood. Understood. So, Mahesh, this is very interesting. So, just to make it more easier for our listeners also to understand, let's take an example. And I am right now, as it would have it, in a process of doing some home loan. 
for a home and everything and i am yeah. facing the problem of course getting and sharing the data and also thinking for how long the data would be with them and where Correct. it will be used and how it will be used so let's take that example of uh, say a home loan yeah. and i just want to uh, even tell the listeners that we are talking about retail products but i think account aggregator will also open up to entities and smes and will apply it to that use cases yes, as well very much yeah which yeah. we can pick up later so can you just take one use case um, so Mahesh, yeah and and just walk us through the journey sure so that when you go and apply for a loan at a bank for home loan now whether it is an application form or it is in the digital form okay which is in their app or if it is a hard copy now you will start seeing a new field called account aggregator handle okay and uh, now i am go- going to assume that you already have an uh, account aggregator account so right. uh, you know to to uh, actually keep this co- entire conversation smooth uh, it's there so i am going to fill my account aggregator handle as you know example my phone number at aa5 right so now this the lender knows that i have an account with account aggregator 5 it directly communicates with account aggregator 5 so uh, like unlike upi where npci is the you know actually the switch hmm. uh, in account aggregator ecosystem you will not have a switch so the lender will speak with account aggregator 5 directly now this fiu uh, you know as in uh, according to the regulations needs to actually declare the what we call the purpose code why are why is this fiu requesting for my data so it will be loan you know for the loan application is is one example and it will say that it will also needs to say that what information it needs it will say that it wants my bank statements say for a period of 8 months okay mm-hmm. and and it will have another field called the data life for what for how long can it actually process the data we are not talking about storing the data we are talking about your processing the data so you have a field or a node called data life so this information is sent to the account aggregator file which will have what information it needs it needs 8 months of my bank statements and for the purpose of the loan and uh, it has asked it has informed me that it will uh, use my data for 15 days only because it's a loan application and in within 15 days a lender should be able to tell me whether i'm going to get a loan or not now account aggregator 5 will get this request from fiu and uh, this account aggregator 5 will send me a notification either on the account aggregator 5 app or an sms or an email saying that hey you know this account i mean this lender has uh, says that you have applied for a loan and uh, it will show all those important fields to me uh, on the app and say that if you are okay with this uh, request we want your consent mm. okay and as soon as I, i give the consent okay when i give my consent i can choose which bank accounts i want to share my information with the fi i may have four bank accounts linked in my account aggregator this account linking works exactly like the way you have in your upi apps i think you know that you can have any number of accounts linked correct right that's correct yeah but when you make an actual payment in your uh, in the upi thing you are going to choose from which account it needs to okay they off the linked account similarly in the account aggregator if you have linked four bank accounts at the time of sharing my bank statement i can say that okay share my bank statement from all four or only three or only one and i will give my 
you know give my consent the account aggregator will uh, you know will actually create what we call the the uh, consent artifact and send it to each fip okay it will say that mahesh has given the consent to account aggregator five uh, that it uh, it is okay to share this statement then the fip will uh, receive this uh, request and send uh, the uh, relevant data to account aggregator five got it got it and account and this each fip will use the the public encryption key of the fiu to encrypt all the information and send to account aggregator 5 so when this information will reach account aggregator 5 the account aggregator 5 is not able to make any sense of it it is actually data blind okay so account aggregator job is what it is actually a it is actually a consent manager it it will receive um, you know from the user you know the consent it will get the information from fip hand over to the fiu and delete the data from the account aggregator hmm. okay now okay. account aggregator i'm sorry fiu has received the information and it is supposed to use all this information for that loan application only hmm hmm you know mahesh actually i was speaking to someone from the europe and this and he explained me the account information service providers or aisps from the europe psd2 and this yes. sounds very much like that for the uninitiated an aisp is a company authorized by an individual or sme to access their data from a financial institution the aisp can use this information to provide new services to the customer such as analytics on the customer's data now just for uh, helping our international listeners understand mahesh what is the difference between the aisp construct that that people know and the account aggregator concept that we have in india now yeah so as you saw here the you know the account aggregator in india will not be going to store any information it will mm. not have access to any of your information even when it is you know when it will receive from fip and and also deliver account mm. aggregator isn't able to because it's not able to see it is not able to process it got it so basically it's pipe mahesh right it's a pipe that connects the data it is just passing data from one end to another end yeah. uh, based on the customer consenting to that passing yeah. of information yeah okay right. and if you see over there in the international one you know they have access to the data hmm okay okay So that's actually very interesting, Mahesh. Right? Uh, by just understanding what an account aggregator is permitted to do, yeah, it seems the entire framework is very proactive in looking to protect customer data. So privacy, yeah, from a privacy angle. So I just wanted to also understand uh, from you some what are some of the design decisions you took uh, or uh, the entire industry took to ensure that this framework is compliant with the new uh, personal data protection okay. bill because it looks like a lot of the items that. Are required from that bill already covered in this framework. So yeah. maybe you could just quickly highlight on some aspects. Yeah. So actually, if you uh, you know observe the you know the main AA master directive. Okay, when it was uh, you know like um like actually uh, you know how to say you know when it was planned and all that, they had already you know kept in mind about the PD people. Okay, so the main thing. you know being the purpose code okay and for what it can be used and you know for what you know for, you know for what duration and you know you you will not be able to transfer any information without without the consent if you see the pdp bill it means that any flow of the information whether offline or online it it can happen only after you receive the consent of the data 
owner same thing happens in the account aggregator framework so you will have to have the consent you will have to declare the purpose code for what it is going to be used you will have to clearly inform for what duration you know you will be uh, you know going you want the permission to use the data and you will not be able to pass it on to uh, anybody else you know without again getting the consent okay so all these principles are actually captured here hmm. Hmm. got it got it so uh, mahesh it, it it's clearly visible that it has been designed in a very very forward looking way taking care of the personal data protection act as well or the bill as well now we have been talking as we have been talking we are mostly talking about the banking information and the data about the customer which is with yeah. the banks uh, by considering the potential seems immense on this mahesh so since though we are talking about the banking information and the account data what are the different data sources oh. which are there on it right now and uh, as what what is okay. in the roadmap sure sure yes uh, okay see as i told earlier the only ones who can participate are uh, who are uh, under the four regulators financial service regulators we we started yeah. implementing from actually the banking side because it has the highest penetration you know as compared to you know the number of people mm. who are investing in india the number of people who have the insurance policies in india and of course uh, you know the number of folks who are investing in pension fund in india is very very low so so we have started from the actually the banking side especially after jandan was implemented you know the number of people in india who have actually bank accounts is extremely a high, a high now because you have mobile penetration you have digital penetration and now you also have the banking penetration so we started with that but now now soon you will hear that even the gst will also be an afip in this ecosystem which becomes very very key when it comes to lending to the msmes right because uh, right because you have like you know one more source of uh, you know uh, uh, verified data of the invoices right because if i'm going to upload my invoice to, you know to gst you the lender almost knows that it is you know it is all, almost real so so the, uh, as you can see that every fip which is going to give data so for the fiu mm. it is a verified information so in, you know the banking information is going to come straight away from my fip so they know it is uh, information what it is receiving is actually true now on the roadmap we do obviously want to get more and more fips which will help in the yeah, credit democratization in india because it is the actual goal of aa is what is the financial inclusion obviously it is not only for them for everybody so you know we have uh, more than at least uh, you know 550 million uh, people in india who actually qualify for loans but are not able to get loans because they do not have a credit history because they either they have actually thin files or no files even though they have income right so account aggregator over time you will see will a enable the lenders to be able to give small size loans sachet based loans to all these people and slowly you will see that many people who are not having any files will have at least thin files and the ones who had thin files will slowly move to have actually thick files with the bureau mm -hmm. there's a follow-on question mahesh on the same thing on the banking yeah. data now as we spoke about from the banking information a lender can get access to the account data and everything so only the 
account information will go or the lender can also get access to the loan data on that particular customer or is it limited to the accounting data uh, so the information which now as of now which can be shared by all the fips within the aa framework has to be the depositive data of the info you know of the user which means the asset data hmm. only it, it won't be the in okay. the pure uh, you know uh, liability data which you can get as of now from the bureau but because you are going to have access to even the bank statement you will be able to see all the actual payments he is there making for all their liability okay right hmm. because hmm. in my uh, bank account you are able to see um, you know the actual salary uh, which is going to come in and also you will see some of the debits which is going for my home loan and my car loan understood understood and maybe the full credit data uh, would come under the pcr initiative the public credit registry initiative of rbi is that understanding correct ha huh, yeah so you know which i hope will go live soon uh, so over there it will have the line by line the you know the liability uh, you know the transactions of every customer there which hmm. uh, which will also one day will have a pipe from that you know to the account aggregate which is becoming a fight ah okay got okay got it, got it. so mahesh i think it's now probably time to also address the elephant in the room you know when i look at this entire framework i see two broad shortcomings as of now right uh, the first one is slightly a bit more obvious so for example if an account aggregator cannot store any information or monetize the data that they process yes how are they expecting to make money uh, what's the revenue model like maybe you could shed a little light on that sure sure yes uh, so you know the money a has to make will be you know from the transaction so they can charge either the uh, you know you know their own user you know the one who opens an account with the account aggregator or they can and or rather they can also charge you know the fiu so in okay. the first phase the way i see it is the way we see it is the account aggregator will charge the fiu you know for actually the service okay right but the number of transactions okay and everybody may th- may actually uh, think it will be small but you see the number of transactions which can happen in the account aggregator ecosystem it can be extremely high like you know over a few years uh, you know for it to actually cross uh, you know like over you know, 1 billion or a few billion uh, like actually transactions um, every month you know it it will happen in my opinion because the number of people now who will apply for a loan or they they want to uh, use the services of a wealth manager all that the number of opportunities now will increase a lot so the number okay. of requests which a user will give to the account aggregator it will increase and you will see as more and more of the banks and the fius you know when they they come on board the number of the requests which will flow through a will uh like actually drastically increase i think the other th- other question i had as a follow up on that was uh, do you think this would actually commoditize this to some extent uh for these nbfcas because uh, let's say i was running an nbfca i would find it extremely difficult to be able to differentiate myself in the market yeah in this kind of environment where i'm actually only charging for data access uh as opposed to a uh, environment where i could have uh, other sorts of ways that which i could monetize uh, my services how do you think that will play out actually see the you know to start with i would see you would agree that india is an extremely diverse country there's no that's right about it. Yeah. okay i think uh, you know even if you ignore the entire country 
I think sometimes within the each state or each city, it is very diverse. Yeah, it's probably sometimes the states are large as a couple of European countries. Right. Exactly. So, uh, you know, we do have so many segments in India. Like, you know, you have actually salaried folks, the, the MSMEs, the HNIs, the students. Okay, then you have the folks right. actually in so Bharat, which is very, very big. Okay, right. So each AA may choose to address the entire all the segments or they may want to focus on a segment only okay. i will uh, you know uh, so target i will actually design my aa app for msmes only because i understand msmes i know what they want i will speak actually in their language but if somebody wants to go to bharat he, he knows that english won't right so then in yeah. AA, he may say that i will have a voice support in in their own language i'm going to explain to them you know when they, they get a consent request i will explain to them in an audio or video what that consent is saying so speaking of that in the month of july we uh, held a uh, hackathon you know for aa and uh, every project uh, you'll be able to see on Sahamati website, you know, we had about 800 of them who applied uh, and about 400 and odd actually participated and we had about 40 teams. So we had a few teams who had designed the account aggregator interface for Bharat, which had audio support and the video. So if you see all that, you know, the opportunities are actually there. And see, an account aggregator may have to like actually, you know, you know, think out of the box and offer some extra layers. Say, for example, you know, if an FIU has sent a consent and they're asking for information which is more than uh, what usually an FIU would ask, right? So it could warn the user that you know the request which has actually you know you know come is not looking you know the way it should. Are you sure you want to you know share your data? So these uh, things, extra features, extra offers, is something an account aggregator should be doing. Okay, I guess I, time will tell us how that will play out. Yes, of and course. I'm, I'm pretty sure how uh, it'll be a fairly interesting time. Yeah. You also re- recently onboarded your very first bank, Indusind Bank, onto the account aggregator f- yeah. platform and the overall framework. So many congratulations yeah. on that, Mahesh. Uh, you know, it was a very, very exciting uh, event for all of us. Thanks for that. And because, you know, we all have been uh, working for years. So even though, you know, first they got certified as an FIP, yesterday we got the news then that they've got uh, certified as an FIU. Also, you know, it has been, uh, you know, we are very happy, you know, to hear it. And, you know, you know, always it is a bit slow and hard, you know, for the first release, as you know, after that, everything flows. And now you will hear every week, uh, you know, more of them will go live. Like, for example, tomorrow we have an event with, uh, you know, with Access Bank. Okay, you know, which has been, uh, which is also ready. So you will see between now and December, every few weeks, uh, you'll hear from us, you know, which bank, which NBFC is actually going live. So this actually uh, must have been quite challenging for you. And it actually brings me to my next question, right? Uh, Which is kind of uh, dovetails into the other problem I see with overall framework. Because see, unlike other uh, jurisdictions globally, where uh, sharing of this kind of financial data has actually been made mandatory under regulation, 
India today has no such regulation that will compel banks to share information with account aggregators. Yes. So maybe you could talk us sure. through some of the challenges you think that uh, this might pose on things like the bank side of the equation. See, in a way, it is good in the very f- uh, phase one, it isn't made mandate. Okay, because see, we also had to get ready. Account aggregators had to get, uh, you know, have their, their app in place, in their infra uh, actually in place. You know, within the first year, if all the 150 50 banks and the, and the few thousand NBFCs had actually piled on, you know, to attend to everybody would have become hard. Now what we have, we have the ones who have invested, I mean, I'm talking about the banks, you know, who understood the framework, who have invested their actually time, money, okay, and were not afraid to take the first step and what we call the ones who are part of wave one. You know, we all have worked for the, the last year and a half on the implementation. We have understood, you know, few things what had to change. And now with the wave one going live, we have a blueprint. Okay, which actually we know this um, blueprint to get anybody onboarded as an FIP or as an FIU, it will work. Now with with this, it becomes very easy for us to get anybody onboarded. Now, even if it is not a mandatory for anybody to be, you know, a, a part of AA, according to us, Every institution under the four uh, regulators will automatically uh, will ensure on their own that they become part of AA for actually two reasons. First reason uh, being the law, because once the PDP bill is going to be actually passed, it says every institution has to support data portability, right? So account aggregator gives you that entire facility because it also captures the consent. It will act like actually capture the purpose code, everything. You know, it is there. You have a framework which will do uh, what exactly what that bill says. So you should use um, uh, a framework which already is going to be used by the large banks. So everybody will agree for that. Number two, your actually, uh, you know, your clients, your, your customers, will force you uh, you know to be on the uh, the account aggregator framework now to give a very simple example would you go and open a bank account with a bank which is not on UPI probably not probably not same thing will happen in AA it may not happen on the first day that you know when I'm opening an account in like example, uh, say in the month of January, I, I will go and ask uh, a bank, are you on account aggregator? But within a year, you will see as more and more the use cases uh, get implemented, they go live, especially with the the, the, the MSME lending, uh, you know, which is about to take off. The, the, the brand recall or the information of what everybody knows what account aggregator is will increase and the, their own customers will ask these banks, we want you to be on account. So due to these things, we do see the most important ones will be part of the ecosystem. Mm, yeah, yeah, very interesting. So two connected questions, uh, Mahesh, we have been talking so much about the NBFC account aggregator. Now these entities are going to play a very, very key and uh, anchoring role in this eco- yes. entire ecosystem, right? Now, from that perspective, can you tell us what is the process to apply for NBFC account aggregator license and how many of those have been granted already? And if you could also share the names of those. Okay, you know, if anybody is interested, 
in applying for an NBFC AA license to become an AA, they have to uh, read the, uh, you know, the, you know, actually the parts which are there in the AA master directive. It has very clearly explained how you can apply and etc. So to say, example, you know, you need to form a separate company and uh, the RBI will mm. look into actually the background of the founders, the you know the uh, you know who, who is implementing CXOs, that uh, entire thing, and it should be financially uh, stable. I think it, you know their net worth should be at least two crores. It should be there. Anyway, it is explained over there on how you can apply. And if anybody is interested to apply and they have any uh, anything to ask, they can always you know, send me a mail and we will introduce you know, them to some firms who will be able to guide them on how to apply. Now, when you apply for an NBFC AA license, initially you get what we call an in-principle license. Okay, and within one year of it, you need to go and apply for an operating license. So once you get an operating license is when you can launch your commercial services. So when you have an in-principle, you will start building, you will start interacting with the ecosystem, you know, to see if your AA is okay, if it is working well in the UAT environment is everything working and once you are ready you go and apply for an operating life now you have you know as of as of now as I speak we have uh, four account aggregators with an operating license uh, so uh, in the order uh, is like actually camps then you have uh, you know finview then you have one money then you have uh, the fourth one being a nadr you have four of them and the ones with an in in principle who are waiting uh, you know for their operating uh, thing is actually geo then you have perfios and then you have yardly so you have yeah three of them and if you go on uh, Samati uh, website, we we have uh, you know all these names of the AAs. We have their contact information. We are very transparent. So anybody is interested, you know, to speak with any account aggregator, you'll be able to talk to them directly. Got it. Got it. And since Mahesh, we have spoken about the process of uh, getting an NBFC AA license. On the other side, for the financial institutions, two questions. One is. Uh, when they want to get onboarded, what is the process? And I'm sure there must be some certifications required. And part two is because data privacy is so important and there are norms clearly laid out. Is there an audit process that these financial institutions will have to go through to ensure that they're complying with sure. those processes? So now, like as you know, Rabbit has actually uh, published, you know, all the technical specification, which is the API schemas, everything is on their website. Everything is there, and on you know on uh, Samati you can find links to all the all the documents, whether it is policy or technical. Everything we have on our uh, on our website. So we have uh, the ecosystem. I would when I say we, I speak for the ecosystem. The ecosystem itself mm. agreed that we should have a certification which only checks if the implementation is as according to the standards. So say, for example, uh, if an FIP has to be certified, okay, uh, we only check, uh, you know, ha has it been implemented according to, uh, you know, what the schema is there. For example, when it has to 
send the bank statement is a actually bank sending the information according to what is required in the schema so we check only for the implementation has it been done according to the standard we don't go into the uh, all the the extra ones like you know is there uh, you know the, their cloud certification okay security is okay all that all that we don't do because all these entities fip or aa or fiu are all regulated entities and each uh, regulator is already uh, asking each of uh, these people i think every a year or so for all those certifications so our certification is only about implementation is it sticking to the aa specifications or not on uh, the second part mahesh uh, what about the audit part uh, will they have to undergo an audit on a frequent basis uh, just to ensure that they are complying with deleting the data when it is supposed to be deleted based on customer customer consent see, see the all. account aggregator itself as you know is directly regulated by the rbi and uh, according to Correct. their own regulations uh, you know i think every year or so you know you know many audits the audit reports etc will have to be so okay. that and see it is uh, you know you know uh, for a, anyone to violate any of those rules it will be extremely foolish because you even you know hmm. you will be heavily penalized or you know one could even lose a license good to know that so this this mahesh seems like a very exciting uh, period that we are yeah. looking ahead to uh, but of course i've also heard that uh, fintechs are try- are dying to get onto this platform because if you see historical financial data which financial institutions have access to is a huge moat that a lot of financial institutions have there's yeah. no question there right and fintechs would like to definitely get access to that information so that that margin or that difference which is between them and a uh, 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 incumbent can be reduced so as far as as the roadmap goes because you have clearly highlighted that right now it is only for yeah. regulated entities uh, how this account aggregator as a amazing platform from financial inclusion perspective is what an fintech would get access to in the future see the, i mean it's extremely hard for me to say what will happen in the future because you know this is <laughs> an uh, you know actually topic you know actually with the regulator right? but you see i Got think it. it is important to start off in a small way and it works well okay and uh, then to look on how it is expanded okay it's expanded. so uh, how hmm. about this entire thing takes off now you know by end of the year or say at most by the financial year you will see uh, you know all these banks will have it up and running the use cases but for the fintechs now what will happen is see on my account aggregator app i can request for the same information what an fiu was going to ask to example on the account aggregator app i can say that i want my bank statement for the last one year so it will it will all that information will actually come on my app and from my account aggregator app i will be able to share with the fintech to give a parallel example when you actually you know uh, so get a forward on your oh, whatsapp you are able to share it okay not only on whatsapp with any of the other apps you may choose to it can go on by email it can go on you know example telegram so twitter etc okay right so once you have the information in whatsapp from there it is up to the end user on how it will be shared so for now uh, you know you know maybe 
the the users can get all that information on their app and from there the, the, the fintech will be able to tap it yes it is not the same but at least it is an excellent start that, that's fantastic uh, mahesh another point is mahesh the conversation has been so interesting that <laughs> i actually forgot asking about sahmati sahmati is playing a stunning role in the in the entire ecosystem can you tell us more about sahmati and the role that it is playing in the entire account aggregator ecosystem so the work done in this entire area so everybody should see indiastack.org/depa d e p a about data empowerment and the protection architecture which was uh, you know the work was mainly done by the technology think tank icepirit for years and years okay then it became important that it required a entity which focused only on the account aggregator ecosystem see oh, what happens with actually think tanks like them is that they always keep on working or to solve the new new problems right so you know they they finish the the work uh, on account aggregator i mean it is not fully done but uh, you know all the initial work and now it is up to sahmati which uh, has been formed as a collective or you can say it is a trade body etc which is now going to work on actually the standards how to improve the standards how to improve security okay then how to uh, how to spread the word amongst uh, the institutions amongst the you know the consumers uh, you know can we innovate on the new use cases right after all any framework becomes useful only if you have excellent use cases it may have you know all the bells and whistles but if we do not have a use case which actually bharat wants which is actually tailored for them this ecosystem will not be even when we work on anything you know example example the standards and all that it should be noted rebit is the only institution which can approve any any changes in the specification so what we do is we work with the ecosystem to you know to see how we can improve this ecosystem and we go and speak you know to the relevant institution to see how it how it how it can be formalized so you know that is the role we actually play got it got it mahesh so mahesh uh, when sahmati uh, sorry the account aggregator started uh, it was started in 2016 as we had discussed yeah. and it has been a slightly slower journey that we, we would have expected because the the advantage is massive to the entire ecosystem and financial inclusion perspective yeah. so from as a guideline or expectation perspective what do you think the entire fintech ecosystem as such and from policy perspective is that we can do to further accelerate this journey uh see i think uh, see i mean now we know that uh, you know you will see as it you know in the month of november you will see at least you know four banks will be on the eco system so now you know it is for real it is gone into production it is not you know on paper so for this ecosystem to go live it, it really becomes important for all the entities you know who are forward thinking who want to improve in their business who want to give actually better personalized products for their customers they need to ensure they come on aa okay and uh, you know they need to work with samati okay to see how we can improve this entire ecosystem you know irrespective of uh, you know how we can improve the, 
to the use cases is there any new use case to come so all these things is what we need to work and we need all the help you know from every segment whether it's fintech if it is the media you know anything of them to spread the word of on the account aggregator it becomes important so it looks like uh, samati mahesh has been doing a very instrumental role in getting the message out and getting the ball rolling for account aggregators uh, while we spoke a lot about what the platform is uh, what uh, some of the players are in that space could you also highlight some of the use cases that you're seeing today that can benefit from the services of an account aggregator i know we touched uh, briefly on lending yeah. but it could also help us to understand what are some of the areas other than lending where this entire account aggregator framework could sure be. sure so see i would say that every product every every single one which any institution has in the bank nbfc the wealth manager insurance they all will find aa extremely useful i will go one by one and explain on how it improves now in a, a lending for example you know every institution is able to improve example the the quality of the loan because now they have actually a good access you know to you know for i mean uh, excellent access to the information of the borrower it is in digital machine readable format it is digitally signed by the fip which means the amount the money fiu has to spend on the fraud detection will actually go down because you know it is from my fip it is in a, a real time all the all of this is happening and you are able to get the 360 degree view i mean maybe not on day one but you will see in other three months yes because you'll have you'll have access to information you know either from is insurance policy the investment is made you know all the bank accounts so the lender is able to really understand his financial health okay so by which they are able to improve the uh, the, the quality of the loan book now we also need to improve the quantity if we want the the financial inclusion means more and more people also should be able to get loans i will go only uh, i'll speak only about the msmes to start with now amongst the msmes who are filing gst you know we have seen that a mere 8% of them have access to the formal credit okay the rest which is yeah only 8% the uh, rest 92 of them 92% of them either are, uh, you know uh, you know few are not taking a loan so they are actually struggling or they are taking a loan at a very very high interest rate and all those folks who are uh, you know going elsewhere for the loan or even now with the formal credit uh, you know the size of the loan is actually you know, more big than what they want because otherwise it won't make sense for a lender to give a loan of say you know 15000 20000 for 120 days it won't work out account aggregator now makes it possible for the lenders to give sachet based loan how you saw in that fmcg when the you know the soaps the toothpaste actually shampoos the sales went up a lot when that you know uh, that you know 4 rupee 10 rupee sachets were sold same thing you will see will happen in the, the credit world so thanks to aa how you know how it will happen because now this msme owner sitting in his factory on the phone app 
is able to apply for a loan and in uh, and share his gst invoice his so bank statement which shows what the actual cash flow because an msme's main thing he has is what actually cash flow okay and which which you can actually uh, you know oh, cross check with his gst invoice and see how uh, healthy it is okay his uh, entire thing and if it looks good you are always able to give a loan of you know 15 in 15000 for 30 days or say you know uh, 1 lakh for one month or two months so as an uh, so you know as they say in the segment of the cash flow lending in 5 years which is by 2025 the size of this market alone will be 25 lakh crores so i want to repeat the size of the cash flow lending market in india by 2025 is set to be reach you know 25 lakh crores a year so if any lender yeah is huge so if any lender wants actually a uh, you know like uh, you know wants a share of this huge pie they will have to embrace technology they will have to embrace the account aggregator ecosystem so they need to embrace it now okay and be fully uh, you know fully ready for it so in lending itself as you can see uh, you know it helps a lot and the other one which i uh, i forgot to say how you can improve the the quality of loan book account aggregators uh, framework allows you to monitor the bank accounts because you can also give what we call a recurring consent so i can give uh, a, a thing to my lender that every first of the month i will allow you to see my so bank balance i may not give uh, them access to my entire the bank statement i may tell that okay i am okay with you having uh, a visibility to my account the balance of my four bank accounts and also my activity you know with gst so if the lender sees something is going wrong with that you know they will get what we call the early warning signal and then they will be able to engage with uh, you know with their borrower and see how they are able to uh, you know to take the uh, you know the corrective action either increase the tenure of the loan or uh, you know have a chat with them to ensure it won't become an npa so the lending as you see will become very very uh, thing you know very powerful in the insurance sector you know we all hear that uh, i've heard from many that you know after a the month of buying or after a year of you know buying you know uh, you know they actually you know come to know that you know they were sold the wrong policy i think everybody knows it happens yeah that's true that's true correct that's okay true. now it could be uh, you know either the one who sold uh, he didn't have a, a you know he didn't understand the uh, not like actually customer but because when you ask most of the you know people when they uh, when they go to their wealth manager or they go to an insurance you know the company and when they are asked okay how, how much money do you have in your account or how much do you have in your say provident fund nobody is able to give the accurate number they'll all give some guess number but which is usually not accurate at all so with account aggregator what happens your your agent you know your wealth manager etc is able to understand you far far better and what is the amount of risk or what is the amount of the coverage you actually require 
okay because we all think we are actually financially secure we know uh, how we are spending but it is not at all true okay and it has to be done in a scientific way so account aggregator will help you because in a, you know in a, you are able to get access to information from you know various kinds of uh, you know fips it would be banking investment or any of that when it comes to the wealth managers i've heard that the friction they face is that they have to depend on the customer to upload the pdf statements okay to understand uh, you know where they have invested how yeah. much it is and i heard sometimes uh, you know i heard about this few days ago because you know one wealth manager he told me at an average sometimes they they, they when they open a new account uh, you know with the customer to get all the information from the client it they have to wait up to almost 3 months almost 3 months and also they probably have to follow up exactly. many times just to get that very done. true very true but in the account aggregator as you speak to him as i'm speaking to you if you you know send a consent request instantly i i can uh, have it uh, shared with you instantly so it is a huge huge difference it is a leapfrog in this entire space of fintech yeah that's very very exciting uh, mahesh another element mahesh i was so excited about this conversation that i was talking to a few of my friends and one of these company which is based in another country uh, was keen on understanding account aggregator and they raised a question to me sure. so it's kind of audience question i'm picking up right now <laughs> so what they said is that if an organization wants to become a technology service provider yes can they receive the data on the behalf of an fiu conduct analytics over it and then share it with fio that's part one of the question part two is because they are doing the analytics of course their own underwriting model or the engine will mature right and can they then offer that engine not the data to another financial institution those are the two questions that they had so if you could answer sure. them yeah so you see whether you have aa or not the uh, as of now as you know that you know all most lenders are using the third party services you know to actually process the data that's right, right. Yeah. so uh, so and it is a b2b uh, you know actually thing uh, you know between the bank you know and the tsp so so in the same way it can continue but one should understand all the obligations what the fiu had in in this framework will also apply to the tsp which means they will not be able to you know sell that information you know which they got from their fiu which i'm sure you know that rule applies even now as we speak in the non aa world so you know in you, you know the short answer is so the way they uh, the all these tsps are already uh, working with the lenders um, it can continue awesome uh, that that's thanks thanks for that answer mahesh another point is mahesh you spoke about the sme use case and i heard and of course i were sat through the entire uh, sessions as well is this okin which is going to utilize nbfca and okin of course stands for open credit enablement network which is the democratization of lending initiative yeah. can you explain us how nbfc and it's just a glimpse of course the role nbfca will play yeah. in the okin initiative yeah so you know I, i want to inform to all everybody who is listening to this podcast if you want more information about oken you know you should actually uh, you know go to a site called credall.org c r e d a l l .org now what's happening here is 
you know with uh, this uh, standard you know they have standardized the the communication between the lenders and all these platforms okay now in india you have you know so many lending uh, actually platforms right but each bank had its own apis or each of the platform had its own apis so when you had to integrate between a lender and a platform everybody had to customize either the lender or the the platform or actually you know mm. a thing so but if we can standardize that communication you know between the lender and the platform it obviously becomes much much simpler for the entire ecosystem okay so when a, a, a like actually a platform has to now integrate with the new lender it will be the same apis okay but only the, the the end point will change because the each each lender will have a, a end point so they, they are going to add one more end point and they are able to talk the schema is the same the api is the same everything is the same so it becomes far far smoother so oken what it will do is it will it will get the information uh, you know you know of you know, of the of the borrower about for how much loan what period etc and it will be sent to the you know the lender and the lender from there will use the account aggregator framework to get the actual uh, information the real information of the borrower whether it is the bank statement gst invoices for that the lender will use the account aggregator framework my such a very tantalizing glimpse into uh, an initiative that has the potential to do for lending what uh, upi did for payments very true very true so in case listeners you're wondering more about okin you can one refer to the link that mahesh mentioned but you also have you covered so we'll be very soon doing a deep dive session on okin oh Oken. great that's good mahesh it was a pleasure having you with us and i'm sure our listeners have now gotten a deep understanding and appreciation of the account aggregator framework and the fine work that you're doing at sarmati thank you guys uh, i mean i hope all the all the information you all got i mean all the listeners will find it very useful and if anybody has any um, anything to ask about it they are able to reach me not any point so thanks for having that's it from india fintech diaries this week if you would like to know more about account aggregators take a look at the show notes for more information and do visit sarmati.org.in i hope you enjoyed today's conversation as much as we did have a great day and stay safe